This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week. Listen to LifeKit from NPR. Nuclear. Now, is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or Coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. You know, in our previous episode, uh, the one before this one, I mentioned how much I like being exposed as a dummy when we do these podcasts. I didn't really mean it this way. Uh, One of our wonderful listeners, Todd, who we hear from from time to time, let me know that when I identified Tua Tungavailoa as the football player who got catfished uh, some time back, I was totally wrong. It was Manti Teo, and I feel like a complete idiot. Although in my defense, Manti Teo, Tua Tungavailoa, that's kind of where I got tripped up. It's Teo Tua. Also... You know, I said that college football is not my strong point, and so I'm just going to plead stupidity on that. So anyway, sorry, I got that wrong. It was Manti Teo, not Tua Tungavailoa. I think you got the T-Sock Award for that. Oh, thanks, Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this is a good segue into uh, this week's podcast talk. Because Fletcher, in effect, got something which I would consider very minor wrong. It's a current uh, football play. And if you're not into football, who cares if you get it right or wrong? And if you're of a different age or a different group, you don't get things right or wrong either. And this week we're going to be doing Gen Z slang. And I don't think any of us here are Gen Z. What is Gen Z technically? What What are the birth dates for Gen Z? Uh, Gen Z. Birth years, mid to late 1990s are the starting years, early 2010s are the ending years. Most members of Gen Z are children of Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, we're all getting older here. Well, so we've got got the boomers, then Gen X, then millennials, and then Gen Z. And Gen Z ends uh, in the early 2010s. And we're going to be doing slang from uh, the Gen Z group. And first of all, what is slang? Does anyone, can anyone put, give a quick two-second definition? Apparently you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's important because we're talking about Gen Z slang. We should, we've just defined Gen Z. I just thought, why don't we should define slang? Okay, it's, it's the vernacular. Vernacular. God, have, listen to my accent. It's, it's informal language. It's, um, it's, it's usually spoken, I would say, or, or usually enters, doesn't it, via speech rather than writing, I would think right. more often. And, and it's usually part of a group, whether it's a generation, um, a, a club, in effect. It's, it's a, a, a group of people with their lingo, to use an old slang word, right? Yeah, yeah in, informal lingo of, of, a, of a particular group. Right. Do you think it's still true that it typically enters through speech rather than writing now that we have the internet? Ooh, good point. Good point. Ooh, good point, Fletcher. I bet you're right that it's not. I, be, I would tend to think it's not anymore. Because I think a lot of stuff that slang enters via the internet by writing now, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'll bet that's a really uh, unstable landscape, I'm guessing, right now. And maybe there is no exact answer. Exactly. Yeah. Because as a matter of fact, the first test we're going to give Fletcher 
has a few examples that are not words, but they're slang basically on online slang. Mm-hmm. So semiotics, let us say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're getting fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I went to college. <laughs> Speaking of that, here in Canada, you would never say that unless you it's went a university. to university. You would say university. College is a different thing than university, which is interesting. Yeah, that same are, here is that Spain, slang actually. or is that jargon or is that just vocabulary? I think it's vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, before we go further, is there a difference between jargon and slang? Yes. Jargon would be a specific language used by people in a field or a, uh, a job or a field. Yeah. And it's in effect, mm-hmm. jargon is used to make things, it sort of optimizes conversation, makes things easier. I think we've talked about jargon before. And I think it's less informal, too. It's mm. less informal. It's also slang is more social and contextual. Mm-hmm. Jar- jargon tends to be more technical or, or business in that sense, I think. It would be the- Some groups put them together, but I think there's a clear difference. Yeah, I just was looking. They say the tech, the definition I'm looking at says it's uh, words or expressions used by a professional group difficult for others to understand, which is a very different thing, whereas slang actually well, is a... Yeah, slang not necessarily difficult, but, but the but the social aspect that Ross just mentioned, I think, is key there, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean that would also make slang generally maybe more easy to understand if there's a social aspect to it, because right you're you're socializing, right? You want to be understood, at least by the people you're talking to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Before we get going, though, I I do want to say you know it's really easy to do this sort of thing and just say, haha, we're old, we'll never understand these young people and their slang. And while that may be a true statement, uh, I don't I don't think that's exactly what we're doing here. I think we all agree that slang is a very exciting thing and it's really fun to see language changing through through social interaction and slang. I so agree. I I, I wanna I, I love slang. I've always been a slangy person, um, as Ross can attest actually, often to my detriment. But I think the interesting thing also with slang is a lot of times you see it spilling into the general populace. It might start, in this case, as Gen Z. I guarantee that within a couple of years, one of us will use these one of these terms, if not more than that, not ironically. We'll use it legitimately because it'll become part of the mainstream. Precisely. And at the same time, nine-tenths of these or 99% of these will, will go by the wayside and there'll be another crop of slang words coming up. I, I think the one interesting thing of being in various generations, seeing various generations pass is how frequently slang words change and go away as well. Groovy comes to mind. Yeah, I remember groovy distinctly. <laughs> That's one thing I think, actually, that, that brings up one final point before we get to this. One danger, I think, is if you're not steeped in the culture of that generation, Using slang can be very awkward. And I remember being young a long time ago and hearing older people use my generation slang. And they inevitably... It sounded like a complete ass, right? Right. I think (laughs) the best thing to do is to observe these words (laughs) in usage and basically hesitate to use them until they've entered into the general language. I say the hell with it. I'm going to use them if I want. (laughs) (laughs) Else we end up uh, being the old guy carrying the skateboard saying, how do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, shall we begin? This is the Washington Post is the first one. And our question for you is, Fletcher, 
Can you pass as Gen Z or will this get all cringe? <laughs> I think I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Okay, Ross, you want to start? Okay, this one is a semiotic one. We said before, language is about communication. And sometimes we're going to be communicating with uh, pictures. So we're going to have Fletcher visualize the picture. Here's the question. Your Gen Z colleague reacts to something you said with a basically a skull emoji or a skull face. What is this person likely conveying? One, laughter. Two, the end of life. Three, destruction. Four, Halloween. Okay. I, I guess it might depend on what I had said to this person. I could actually see it being laughter that maybe they had, uh, maybe I had, uh, you know, I'm dead, right? Isn't that what people say? Uh, because it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, dying. I'm, I'm dying here. Yeah. Well, we said that too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's even a little more extreme than that now. Uh, now uh, people people say I'm dead. I mean, not even mm -hmm. just I'm dying or yeah. I'm dying with laughter, but rather I'm dead. That's the phrase, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's not that's not what I would take from that. If somebody sent that to me, I would have. I w again, it would kind of depend on what I had said. I would have thought it was something like uh, it was so cringy that I died from it. <laughs> That's really interesting. That's an interesting point. The point the Washington Post makes the point interviewing a uh, author of a book, Gen Z, explained the art of living in a digital age, says that the skull has meanings that older colleagues might find odd or confusing. Uh -huh. But. Gen Z have a cynical humor and it's a source of bonding as they deal with economic worries, gun violence, etc. So it has more of a of a of a funny connotation to them. A gallows humor type thing. And mm. this was interesting because my son is a um, what is he, a millennial or what? I, I forget, but he's not a Gen Z. And he didn't know it. I mean, he guessed it would probably be laughter, but he he would not have done he would not have used it, he said. So I thought that was interesting. It is laughter, just not for the reason I thought. Yes. No, it's yes. laughter for dying with laughter. The comment yeah, is, is so for funny the that they're thought. dead. It's oh, totally yeah. what oh, you okay. thought. Okay. No, okay. you were totally right. Okay. This is. I'm going to say this quickly because we're taking too long on each question, Ross. But um, um, I forget what I was going to say now. Well, that wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, move shall on. we? <laughs> quickly. You assign your Gen Z colleague a task on Slack and end the sentence with a period. What's risky about this message? One, Gen Z hates Slack. Two, Gen Z only, these are sort of silly, Gen Z only reads messages that arrive via email. Three, Gen Z might interpret the period as a mere suggestion versus an assignment. Four, Gen Z might interpret the period as a sign of anger or coldness. 100% the last one. Yep. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, and we had talked about this, I think, once before. We are talking about okay. Remember way mm -hmm. back we did the thing about okay? And doing okay with a period was like, oh my God, you're going to anger like a lot of people reading your, your text. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to, I, 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 I just want to point out to people who um, probably, you know, I'm certain that there are a lot of people listening who refuse to use the exclamation point when they're writing emails and that sort of thing. I think you kind of need to uh, because of how the online discourse has changed. Mm -hmm. if, if you're just using the period, people are going to misinterpret that. And, and if, if you're, you know, if things are good, 
you know, thank you, uh, put an exclamation mark after it. I'm sorry if it feels mm-hmm. weird, but if you just put thank you with a period, people are n- not going to take that the way you are hoping. It's funny because well, uh, we're huge exclamation point people. Yeah. Listen, I, mean, to the, to I know, the that's all degree. we ever do. Our, ours need to be taken out. <laughs> everything is, wow, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> well, we're very enthusiastic people, Ross. Come on. But yeah, that, I, th- I do agree. It's like, like uh, commas and, and, and periods, which are now commonly called full stops more often than not, which is so British, it, it, it gets me, hmm. are, are, are definitely frowned upon. Move on. Ross. You say you're going to be out of pocket for a week. Your Gen Z colleague is confused. Why? Out of pocket. I mean, I, I know what it means. I don't know what it means to a Gen Z person, I guess. That, oh, out of pocket. No, I still don't know. I, I, I don't know what why that might be a different phrase to a Gen Z person other than they just don't understand. Read me the options. I'm going to read you the things. They think your clothing is out of pockets. Har, har, har. Okay. They assume you're lost. They think it's a warning you're going to be wild or crazy. They think you've run out of money. Oh, fascinating. Uh, Maybe the money thing? No. Okay. (laughs) Wild or crazy? Hmm. No idea on this one. I guessed this correctly. So out of pocket, out of pocket is a, is a phrase that means wild or crazy. I mean, obviously, I know mm-hmm. out of, out of pocket means I won't. You won't be able to reach me, but I didn't know that. Oh, really? And my millennial son didn't know it either. Oh, interesting. And he is always stand this and all that stuff. So I, I was surprised. See, I knew it. I knew it as not having money. That's what I knew it as too. <laughs> yeah, it's money. Yeah. Oh, weird. That's what he said too. So it means a lot of things. Maybe we should just stop using it. I think so. Yep. All right. Next one. Uh, you send an email to a Gen Z colleague asking the person to complete a task and add a smiley face emoji at the end of your paragraph. Your Gen Z colleague becomes worried. I'm going to give you these examples. Why? Your colleague doesn't want more work. The emoji makes your colleague think something is wrong. The emoji makes your colleague think you're happy there's more work. Your colleague hates emojis. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm with number four. <laughs> You're not going to get this, Fletcher, is... I think, because we the emoji has a specific look to it. It's sort of a kind of half smiley face. Oh, oh, the little half smiley face. Well, that means uh, I'm kind of happy that there's more work for you. Wrong. Oh. Wrong. <laughs> no, the half smiley face means you're unintentionally expressing uncertainty or lack of positivity to your Gen Z colleagues. <laughs> Sorry, this is just ludicrous. <laughs> and the whole thing goes on with this idea that we have to look very carefully at the emoji. Is it smiling with closed eyes and rosy cheeks? Mm-hmm. And open I mouth, hate emojis for this reason. No, I, and I, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I must have been visualizing the wrong emoji, the wrong half smile emoji here. Because I, 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 while I am not well versed in the different smiley emojis, uh, I do, I do usually know the difference. What I was thinking of was the half smiley emoji with the uh, raised eyebrows. Ah. <laughs> I gotta say, Rose, I think we should have stuck with the words because it's too hard doing it with the emojis. Well, it, it is also true, though, as we mentioned earlier, um, slang is not just. V- verbal no. now right i mean these Mm-mm. the the use of these emojis uh, can sort of be uh, lumped into slang now it's yeah it absolutely is. yeah and it's communication meanwhile i as a gen z colleague of yours i respond to something that you just said <laughs> with an emoji showing me painting my fingernails <laughs> what am i expressing <laughs> one it's time for a manicure 
I'm suggesting sass, pettiness, or nonchalant confidence. I'm bored and have nothing to do. My nail is chipped. Obviously, it's not my nail is chipped. So let's guess. Uh, yeah, this is, it, it's B. Correct. Sass, pettiness, or nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll paint my nails while. while exactly. Right? I yeah. like that one, actually. I think that's just perfect. Like, la, 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 yeah. la. Yeah. That's no, great. Basically, like, whatever, yawn, yep. as we used to do. Okay. Your Gen Z colleague responds to you with the word slay. What does this person likely mean? Go kill something. You got killed at or you were beaten by something. Kudos, awesome job, or defeat the dragon. No, it's it's C, slay. This one I thought, I said to Ross right before we started tonight, I say slay all the time and I am certainly not Gen Z. So I don't think this is Gen Z slang. I think this is slang that's been around. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did that come from drag queen culture by any chance? It's, uh, I would bet. Because we always said you slayed. I mean, it, it, and I always heard it from stands up, like, oh, you killed, you slayed on stage. Well, I heard it on uh, the Honeymooners on a reruns from like the 50s. I mean, it was a little bit more really? in a, in a, in a, so I, I think it's, uh, well, I'm just curious now, how old is it as a slang word? I think it's old, though. I agree. Okay. I'm looking at right here black queer ball uh, queer ball culture in the 17 uh, the 1970s to the 80s was when you'd say you were like slaying with your outfit your hair your dance moves your attitude so i think that's yeah you said ball ball culture yeah queer ball culture yeah okay so there, yeah. there you go perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay although in the 1920s it was to make someone laugh very hard that's different as in you slay me and yeah. so it probably evolved into the into the other from yeah. there Okay, let's do let's do some words here quickly. Let's get a couple of words in here. Glow up, Fletcher. Glow up. <laughs> okay, now um, this this feels like it probably has something to do with an Instagram filter or some sort of filter, uh, and and it's like um, you're you're improving the picture somehow, right? You're. I mean, maybe it's not necessarily related to a picture, but maybe that's where it came from. Like, uh, you're glamming it up. Um, I'm fine. What I had found, and it's who knows, is that it initially was glow up, G-L-O, up, and it started mm-hmm. with the rapper. Oh, okay. Um, and they were called glow up posts. I think, though, that I, I like yours, too. I mean, who knows? It's, but they oh, no, say it's st- I, I totally made mine up. I, but it I have... sounds, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> thank but you. But they're saying, it, they're saying initially it was a play on grow up. And um, it was it was from hip hop. Okay, so what's it mean? To improve. Oh, okay. To improve yourself. Okay. To get better. Glow up. To go up from the bottom. To it's basically to go up from the bottom to the top. Incredible transformation. Yeah, they say it's like you're you're shining, you're glowing brighter because you're changing. Mm-hmm. So, it's actually a very nice one. I think that's very mm-hmm. cheerful. I like I it like too. That. I like it too. Next is bet. <laughs> Never heard this one. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I can let, let let me think real quick and try to try to come up with a uh, my own sentence or context for this. Okay, let's say some college kids are are you know it's uh it's Friday night and classes are out. They're like, we're gonna go to the bar and get smashed or whatever the kids say now. And then their friend says, <laughs> bet, meaning yep. like, yeah, that's you what's gonna it, happen. Baby. Yeah, as you in, got it. As in, you can bet on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> the next one in the list here, I think, is really obvious. Again, I think it's like Slay, where it's been around so long. Vibing. Oh, I, uh, yeah. vi- vibing means 
Um, I mean, you could say like I, I'm really vibing with that. I'm uh, sort of like it really yeah. re- it really resonates m- with me, or like yeah. I'm, I'm really on yeah. its wavelength. I don't see why this is Gen Z. I don't think it's Gen Z at all. I think it's it's uh, millennials previous. I, I remember mm. years ago. Yeah. Okay, next one is definitely Gen Z, and I just happen to know it. But Stan. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, yeah. Throws us a verb or a noun. Yeah, I actually, I, I know this, and I know its origin, uh, which is, mm-hmm. which is a very strange origin for something that's sort of positive now. But uh, when you stand something, it means that you are a huge supporter of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so this mm-hmm. comes from exactly. It comes from an Eminem song. Uh, yes, which may have been called Stan, right? But it was about a stalker, basically. Yeah, like the 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 stalker who was so into Eminem or whatever character Eminem was playing, like super so into him, and it, I think it got violent or something. I can't remember about that. Yeah, yeah, he was like, it was totally that's it, which is yeah. very odd because now it's like okay, you go, yeah, I'm totally a Stan for bloody blah blah. I don't know, yeah, I can't think of anything, but yeah, no, it's it was very negative. But in the case of Eminem, he was sus. Sus. Oh. Hmm. No, this one's this one uh I'm I'm not gonna be able to get. I, I think I've seen it a little bit maybe, but I don't know I don't know what sus means. See if you can extend the word out a bit. Think of S U S words in English. Suspect sus Ah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take that word. Take that word and let's make it into Sus- it, make it in, make it a little longer and put an O U S at the end. Suspicious. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay, so if I so you can be sus, like that's a that's a thing I can be and it means suspicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, but that's interesting because I'm thinking of sus something out the old days, remember? With a double mm-hmm. S, which was to like figure it out. Yeah, I never knew where so that came from either. Hear it, yeah, where did that come from? Because I was going to say if you sus hear comes it, from I'll sus- get confused. Sus comes from suspicion. No, no, no. The other sus, S U S S. The sussing something out. That's where it comes from. Suspicion as well. Oh, 1930s. really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? 1930s slang. Interesting. But it means mm-hmm. a totally different thing. That is that is really interesting. Although, do you want to make it even more complicated? Of course. <laughs> Apparently, British noir slang had sus out S-U-S spelling. So we got you a real mess here. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now we're moving along. This I've never heard. Something is facts. F-A-C-T-S. You know, Fletcher, everything we're talking about today is facts. I don't think I've ever seen this. Uh, I could Nor s- I. I could speculate that it's something s- along those lines, but maybe more intense. You're 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 spitting the truth, right? Yeah, it's exa- It means agreed. It's like, yep, you say something. Oh, I facts. Go, facts. Facts. Yeah, which to me is like, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna ask, now the next one. I have, speaking of fact, and here's another F gen z slang word and before we get into this i have a funny feeling a lot of gen z people are going to be cringing hearing this oh for sure because slang is so is so protean to use a interesting word it moves around so much last i remember i remember years ago with groovy one month it was in and the next thing it was out as anything so anyway mm-hmm. here's another hold on gen- one second a lot of these you got from uh that washington post article right mm-hmm. So, which which means by the time it gets to the Washington Post and then to us, you know, this right. is <laughs> these are way out. Sort of like when right when, when exactly your, when your cab driver gives you a stock tip, you should go sell that stock, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But okay, here, here the, the word is here, and I think we can fam. Oh yeah, this is so old. Okay, I mean, what fa- is it? Fam is um, I, I guess I, I guess it would be short for family, but it doesn't necessarily refer to family. It could uh, be a friend. I mean, it doesn't even have to be somebody you care that much about. Now that I say that, exactly. And this is interesting because the tra- the uh, author of this article translated it into millennial speak. And the translation in millennial slang is bro, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> which is weird, though, because, you, but then what happened to bra and bra instead of bro? Remember? It wasn't, you stopped saying bro when you would say bra. Yeah, but that's, bra. that's because a bunch of meatheads were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated. Do you guys know, and I don't know if this is even used anymore, but I just found it when I was looking up facts, is hot take. Oh, yeah. You're not familiar with a hot take? No. Oh, you're not spending enough time serious? on Twitter. No. You guys know both know it? Yeah, I know. for sure. So a hot a hot take is Ross. Um, I want Ross to answer. Because Ross said, are you are you serious? It's like your personal opinions on a, a about something. Strong opinions. But but more than that controversial yeah. opinions. Yeah. yeah, okay. I didn't know that. I'm not on Twitter. Like uh yeah, my hot take is that um mayonnaise is a crime against humanity. <laughs> you that's, no that's, are you serious? That's not, no, that's not true of me. I was coming up with an example sentence. Okay. <laughs> Although I, I, I do I have horrified. A, I do have a friend. I have to say the reason that popped into my head. I do have a friend who has uttered those exact words. So really, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know, Fletcher. Rethink your friends. <laughs> I think we should do one last one. This one I did not know. You write it down. It's I Y K Y K. Oh, is this like oh, sure. an acronym? I hate that. No, uh, yeah. I, I in, in fact, I do know. Wow. Okay. I Y K Y K. Yes. Okay, I have to get. Wait a minute. Wait. It's like hold on one second. I you now. Now, Fletcher. I mean, I mean, really, when it, on this one, it just comes down to you know, if you know, you know. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I think we need to get a 20-year-old and have them on this show to teach us I some, want this. some real, some <laughs> real Gen that, Z that, slang. That would be a really good idea. I'll try to find one. We'll try, he can we'll try quiz us. Because, you know, yeah. as I mentioned at the beginning, I, didn't, I said I didn't want it to seem like we were just you know, saying, ha, we're old. We don't get these young kids. But this episode, I mean, with these particular words, it does kind of seem like old people trying to talk about uh, slang that probably isn't even, you know, of the moment anymore. anymore. Yeah, that's what gets me. But (laughs) but then we go back to what I said earlier. Some of these are going to stay on and I'll start using them unironically. Yeah. And I think, you know, it'll be fine. Well, personally, I, I hate the term awesome and I never have used it in my life other than, you know, but I remember when it first came out and people were like, oh, my God. And then I can't tell you how many middle-aged women I know who say awesome constantly, you know. Facts. Facts. <laughs> but also the other interesting thing, I think next week we'll probably do it of slang words that have stuck into you know, that, are, that are in the language now and that are old or not old or whatever. And some, like Kathy says, some slang words also change in meaning. And we, we saw that a couple of times with some of the words we just we were talking about. They had earlier iterations that were a little bit different, not quite mm-hmm. the same. So that's also really interesting with slang. The constant 
protean nature of language. <laughs> oh God, hit me with protean again. <laughs> I told you I like that word protean. It's like Apparently, using a lot. Yeah. I need a slang word for vomit right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have that coming up next week. There's the word puke. So. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. You're Saying It Wrong is a worldwide affair. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or better yet, a review on your podcast platform of choice. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And don't forget they have a new book out, A History of the World Through Body Parts. The stories behind the organs, appendages, digits, and the like attached to or detached from famous bodies. You can find that pretty much anywhere you get books as well. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.